As you make plans this season, consider convenient COVID-19 testing from Quest. Get the same test hospitals use without a doctor visit. Simply order online, select from drive through or at-home options, and get the results sent securely to your phone or computer. It's a great fit for your busy life. With over 20 million COVID-19 tests processed, you can count on Quest. So order your test today at questcovid19.com. That's questcovid19.com. You're back on right now with Jim Dawes. Your daily journal of news, politics, and culture from an American nationalist perspective. Coming to you live on the Mojo 50 Radio Network and streaming on iHeartRadio. You can listen on demand on iTunes, TuneIn, Spreaker, and Spotify. Follow me on Twitter at right now, Jim Dawes. Or shoot me an email at rightnowjimdawes at gmail.com. You can leave a voicemail with your questions or comments at 772-245-0750. That's 772-245-0750. Well, as we go to air on this Friday broadcast, uh, we're doing hurricane preparations down here on the treasure coast of florida hurricane dorian uh is leaving the uh, puerto uh, puerto rican and virgin islands and is headed our way uh with the best forecast uh showing a landfall right here uh in indian river county now uh all of these things are very speculative at this point and um usually when they make their best guess on where these things are coming ashore, they're wrong. And I certainly hope that's the case this time. But uh, this is a programming note. If uh, if you don't hear from me Monday morning, you will know that uh, we are still without power down here uh, or Internet. You know, we've been down here uh, on the Treasure Coast for, I guess this is four years now, and prior to... Uh, our moving down here, there hadn't been a hurricane make landfall in Florida for 14 years, I think it was. And in the four years since we've been here, I think this is this is the eighth. <laughs> so uh, I might not have uh, ought to put that out on the air. They may run us out of here. But uh, it is going to be an interesting weekend, and uh, it's going to be a lot of hurricane preparations, putting up the storm shutters and uh, battening down the hatches putting in uh, water and and uh, food supplies we've already got our our gasoline and we're prepared for for the worst so i'll give you a full report on the aftermath as soon as we're back on the air next week this was an interesting week uh this i'm gonna dub this week the lack of accountability week because, you know, it must be really great uh, to be on the uh, left side of the political spectrum. It must be great to be a, a lefty. Because nobody ever holds you to account. And this was a, a, a bumper week for lefties to get away with it. 
Uh, it started out with uh, the New York Times springing to the defense of their editor who had been exposed as a racist anti-Semite, Tom Wright Piersanti. He was exposed uh, as having written a, a long string of uh, virulently racist statements on his Twitter account uh, before being hired as the editor at the New York Times. And the New York Times, instead of um, disciplining him or firing him, as many had called for, they responded with a 3,000-word article claiming that the New York Times was being unfairly targeted by supporters of Donald Trump. <laughs> so these are the people, the, the, the moral uh, judges of the rest of us, who who scour the landscape for any hint of racism uh, by Republicans. But when it's found right there in their own newsroom, their defense says, well, you're just targeting us because uh, y- you are a supporter of the president. And now, uh, after admitting in this 3,000-word article that Tom Wright Piersanti was, in fact, you know, a, a dyed-in-the-wool racist, he claims he no longer is, but, you know, According to their standards, you're never redeemed from that sort of behavior. Uh, they have hunkered down, and uh, it appears that Tom Wright Persanti will, in fact, get to keep his job over there, which wasn't surprising to me. I said that that's exactly what they were going to do. They they showed their tactic in dealing with this uh, when they hired uh, Sarah Jeong, I think she is a, of Korean heritage, to their editorial board, and it soon came out that she had years and years of uh, anti-white racist tweets on Twitter. I mean, some of the meanest, spirited, hateful tweets you could imagine. Uh, and and instead of you know firing her, admitting they were wrong, they just uh, said, "Well, you know, you can't be racist against white people." And, uh, and she sits on the editorial board of the New York Times to this day. And, of course, all of that was followed up by uh, um, Larry O'Donnell over there at MSNBC just making a mockery of NBC News by going to air with a, uh, a bombshell report that the president had accepted Russian oligarchs as co-signers on his real estate development loans with Deutsche Bank and that that's why Donald Trump was so cozy with Vladimir Putin. Of course, it came out that uh, <laughs> there was no substance to this report. It was uh, made by O'Donnell based on a single source. And the journalistic standard is you have to have at least two sources. And this single source had not even seen the documents himself. So he was just trafficking in rumors and innuendo. <laughs> and uh and it, o'donnell's gonna get to keep his job no no punishment no discipline it was last week when uh, tucker carlson questioned uh the left-wing narrative that there was rampant white nationalism and white supremacy at uh unleashed on our nation saying that it, you know on the priority list that uh there was just a small handful of these uh dead-ender racists, and that it wasn't a, a major issue. 
And uh, he quickly disappeared from the air for four nights. They said he was on a fishing trip with his uh, unscheduled fishing trip with his son. But O'Donnell, in contrast, in a purposely defamatory um, report that had no substance to it whatsoever, it appears, by the way, that this whole report originated um, by a hoaxer who has taken to 4chan and, um, and copied the emails that he sent to O'Donnell, claiming that uh, he was the wife of a Deutsche Bank loan officer and had information about this. Now, MSNBC hasn't confirmed this, but uh, that is what the, uh, the 4chan poster claims. And now we've got the mother of all uh, lack of accountability stories when James Comey has been found by the uh, inspector general to have violated uh, all of the FBI's standards and procedures with regard to the handling of classified and internal communications at the FBI and to have shared classified information illegally and The Department of Justice, under our savior, Bill Barr, has declined prosecution. They're saying that maybe they declined prosecution because they don't believe that they can get a a conviction in a Washington, D.C. courtroom. Well, if you can't get a conviction of an anti-Trump lawbreaker in a D.C. courtroom, then these trials of these... uh, Trump supporters like Paul Manafort and Roger Stone and others need to be moved the hell out of Washington, D.C. The truth of the matter is uh, D.C. and the area went 94% for Hillary Clinton, and you can't get as a conservative a fair trial in Washington, D.C. But um, every effort to, to change venue that was put together by Manafort and Roger Stone has been denied by the court. So James Comey uh, is, uh, at least at this point, going to skate. They're saying that maybe he will be held to account for his FISA violations, his uh, held in contempt of court maybe, for lying to the FISA court. That'll be up to actually the uh, the Chief Justice of the Supreme Court, John Roberts. Oh, and there was another lack of accountability incident for lefties this week when Ilhan Omar is apparently uh, not going to, you know, be subject to any sort of investigation or discipline for using $230,000 in campaign funds to facilitate a, a extramarital affair with one of her campaign consultants. That, uh, that story, too, has been whisked off the front page at the major news organs in this country. Contrast that with um, the way they have treated uh, Representative Duncan Hunter, who they've censured and launched an ethics investigation in the House of Representatives. <laughs> it must be great to be a Democrat lefty. you got college professors all across this country tenured professors calling for 
the end of white people. Cancel white people. Oh, man. And Joe Biden, oh, man, he continues his, his gaffe uh, tour. And uh, uh, he has been caught in a major, major lie. And we'll get to that when we come back right after this break. Stick with us. Mojo. Attention, those of you looking to go on a fun vacation and see the world on the cheap. Today, the U.S. dollar is worth even more in other countries. So there's never been a better time to travel outside the USA. The dollar is worth over $1.30 in Canadian dollars. And it's the same for Australia. You can fly there today and have fun and maximize your travel dollar. Your U.S. dollar is worth over $3 in Brazilian reals, and it's worth over $18 in Mexican pesos. Plus, in Argentina, it's worth over $27 in Argentine pesos. Just think of the bargains you'll get. And the way you get the cheapest airfare to any destination is by calling Tickets That Cheap. Save up to 75% on your foreign vacation tickets. Don't wait. Call now. 800-932-1596. 800-932-1596. 800-932-1596. That's 800-932-1596. Oh, no. So before I leave this topic of lack of accountability for Democrats and leftists, I want to also point out that a former White House um, counsel, Greg Craig, who was a sort of a minor player, um, is being tried in a D.C. courtroom this week um, for failure to register as a foreign agent. It's the same violation that has never been enforced in Washington, D.C., at least not in the last 20 years, that they sent Paul Manafort to jail for, or trying, I'm sorry, or trying to send Paul Manafort to jail for. No, no actually, yeah, uh, they, they uh, wrangled a guilty plea out of him for that charge. Well, they're, uh, they're in order to just sort of try to give the appearance of balancing the scales, they're also... Uh, prosecuting Greg Craig, who served one year in the first year of the Obama administration as the White House counsel. Uh, he was a close associate of Paul Manafort, and uh, it appears that this is you know, an attempt to at least give it a patina, patina of uh, equity in the prosecution of these charges, never mind the fact that the judge, Amy Berman Jackson, isn't it odd how she keeps getting assigned to these cases the way they're supposed to sign cases in these circuit courts is uh, it's supposed to be by a chance. But just lo and behold, Amy Berman Jackson, the Obama appointee who has issued one outrageous ruling after the next against uh, this president and against Republicans, gets gets uh, assi- keeps getting assigned these cases. And what she did before the Greg Craig charge was uh, a trial was re- was um, dismiss the most serious charge against Greg Craig. But the question I'm trying to get to here is you'll notice that Tony Podesta is not being prosecuted on any of these charges. Tony Podesta was also a a partner of Paul Manafort. And they 
and, of course, brother of John Podesta, Hillary Clinton's campaign manager. Tony Podesta's case was moved out of the District of Columbia and into the Southern District of New York where, you know, the the uh, Clinton loyalists, Trump haters all reside and, and who also had Jeffrey Epstein put in that jail cell in the Metropolitan Correction Center so he could be suicided. Tony Podesta, hell, you don't even hear his name anymore. He's just vanished out of this whole thing. When it was uh, when they started looking at the violations that they were accusing Paul Manafort of, Tony Podesta promptly shut down his lobbying agency who trafficked in their connections with John Podesta. Then they, uh, the, New York, the Southern District of New York swooped in and took control of his case somehow, moved it into the safe, warm confines of Manhattan, and you hear from him no more. <laughs> oh, man, I, I got, you know, I'm starting to feel a little guilty. A little guilty. There's just a little twinge of guilt uncovering these Biden uh, stories because obviously, you know, (laughs) he's not of sound mind. But here's the thing. He never has been of sound mind. Everybody that's trying to say, well, you know, uh, suddenly Joe Biden has become this gaffe machine really are not familiar with Joe Biden's history. He's been like this for um, 40 years. His own brain surgeon attested to that when he said, uh, you know, Joe Biden is just as sharp now as he was 31 years ago when I operated on his brain. (laughs) That's my defense. My brain surgeon says I'm fine. And it's true. You know, Joe Biden was a a joke uh, long before this campaign, but it's really being highlighted now because the left is so determined, desperate, really, to try to beat Donald Trump. And they've thrown in with uh, old Joe Biden. So I just want to play you this one one clip. Um, you know, I, I think I've already uh, gone to air with this, but I, it's, it's such a juicy nugget that I just can't let it go. Joe Biden forgets Barack Obama's name. The guy who, uh, whose association... Joe Biden is is trying to ride into the White House. Joe Biden forgot his name. Because they invaded another country and annexed a significant portion of it called Crimea. He's saying that it was President, my boss, it was his fault. My boss? Let's try that again. It was President, my boss, it was his fault. Oh, but the the latest uh, the latest oh my God what what would we even call it uh, episode with Joe Biden is um, he's he's now been uh, exposed for trafficking in a, a sort of a a multifaceted lie and uh, and having been trafficking in this lie for many years it's sort of one of his go to lines the former. Vice President actually got exposed in the Washington Post, if you can believe it. He's got uh, this penchant for confusing times and places, obviously. 
But last Friday, uh, he told the story about being asked to pin a medal on a reluctant Navy officer. This was at a, uh, a town hall in Hanover, New Hampshire, with about 400 voters in attendance. Biden said a four-star general asked me, asked the then vice president <clears throat> to travel to Kunar province. Actually, let me just play this clip for you, and then we will uh, we'll unpack it. I pinned medals on silver stars on soldiers up in the upper Konar Valley in the middle of a firestorm the poor guys have gone through. Four-star general asked me whether I'd go up into the fob. Now everybody got concerned, the vice president going up in the middle of this, but there was, we can lose a vice president. We can't lose many more of these kids. Not a joke. This guy climbed down a ravine. Whenever Joe Biden says not a joke, you know that he's lying. <laughs> kids, not a joke. This guy climbed down a ravine, carried this guy up on his back under fire. And the general wanted me to pin the silver star on him. I got up there and stand as the God's truth. My word is a Biden. I got up there and stand as the God's truth. My word is a Biden. He stood his attention. I went to pin him. I said, sir, I don't want the damn thing. Do not pin it on me, sir. Please, sir. Do not do that. He died. <laughs> well, that's quite a story. Old Joe told there. He says it's the truth. His word is a Biden. The only problem is. The only time Biden visited Kunar province in Afghanistan was in 2008, and he wasn't the vice president at the time. He was a U.S. senator. And the service member that uh, performed this this uh, heroic rescue that Biden describes in this story wasn't a Navy captain. He was a 20-year-old Army specialist named Kyle White. Kyle White was never presented a silver star as Biden claims in his claims to have pinned on him in his story. It wasn't until six years after Biden's visit at the White House that White, not a Navy uh, a sailor, but a Army soldier, stood at attention in the White House, and Barack Obama, not Joe Biden, presented him with the Medal of Honor, not the Silver Star. So it's hard to figure out just exactly how Joe Biden conflated all of these different stories and different facts, places, and times to concoct this story, but it most certainly is not the truth as word as a Biden. The Washington Post trying to give it the most sympathetic treatment possible concluded that he had conflated three separate stories, including one that he, in fact, did pin the medal on a heartbroken soldier who didn't want the believe that he deserved the award. But in just the space, what was that clip? That clip was 49 seconds. In just the space of a 49-second clip, Joe Biden, should we call him lies? Is, is that too uncharitable to call them lies? Told about eight different, we'll call them inaccuracies, 
<laughs> so, I mean, this is the guy that the, the, the Democrats are going all in on to save them from a second Donald Trump administration. And you can understand why they're uh, in a panic. This is 2016 all over again, where they went all in on Hillary Clinton, turned away some very good uh, possible nominees, by the way, including Jim Webb of Virginia that could have uh, you know, saved the Democrat Party. They went all in on leftist uh, Hillary Clinton, corrupt Hillary Clinton, incompetent Hillary Clinton. And they got beat, and they're, they're trying to do it again. <clears throat> and the only people backing them up from Joe Biden is an old communist and a young, fake, Indian Marxist. And we're told that all of these people could be Donald Trump. Just like they told us that Hillary Clinton was going to trounce Donald Trump. we got to run out to a break. Stick with us. We'll be right back on the Mojo 5 Radio Network for another half hour of Right Now with Jim Dawes after these two messages. When the weather outside is frightful, the Hyundai Santa Fe is, hmm, what's the word? Delightful. Because it's got available H-Track all-wheel drive to make being out together better. Enter for your chance to win the newly redesigned Santa Fe, packed with all the jingle bells and whistles you need to go dashing through the snow together. To enter, visit Amazon.com slash Hyundai or scan the QR code on specially marked red and green Amazon boxes. No purchase necessary. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. This episode is sponsored by Schwann's.com. What are you having for dinner tonight? Hmm, good question. Schwann's Home Delivery has a solution for you. Stock up your freezer with high-quality frozen foods like premium meats and sides, delicious ready-made meals, ice cream, and more. No subscriptions, no memberships, just a friendly yellow truck that's been delivering food for almost 70 years. Listeners of this show get a special deal. Get 20% off your first order with code YUM20. Check out schwanns.com backslash yum for details. And you're back on Right Now with Jim Dawes. A daily journal of news, politics, and culture from an American nationalist perspective. Coming to you on the Mojo 5 Radio Network and live on iHeartRadio. So let me ask you something. Did you ever really believe that the Department of Justice was going to prosecute James Comey? Really? James Comey was the director of the FBI. This man knew more about more people in Washington and inside the Department of Justice and in the FBI than probably anybody in Washington, D.C. There was no way that they were ever going to prosecute James Comey. Now, I know that 
there's a, a lot of people out there, pundits, saying that, well, James Comey's not out of the woods yet. This initial Inspector General report only dealt with his lying and leaking with regard to the memos. But they're not going to prosecute James Comey. They can't dare afford to try to do that. They were never going to, and they're not going to in the future. I'll be surprised if at the end of this, anybody gets prosecuted. I was, quite frankly, very surprised that the inspector general came out and recommended prosecution because uh, normally an inspector general of any department in the federal government or any state or local government is not there to uncover and prosecute wrongdoing. They're there to give the appearance of uncovering and prosecuting wrongdoing, saying that there's an investigation going on, dragging it out, so that they can, you know, keep information from the public because it is under investigation. Slow walking it until everybody loses interest and then at some late date coming out, maybe throwing a few low-level functionaries to the wolves while actually protecting the political appointees and the institution. So uh, I got to admit, I had... Michael Horowitz all wrong. He came out and he wrote a very damning report on James Comey, basically called him a a liar and a leaker and pointed out that he did, in fact, violate all all of the laws that he has been accused of and recommended prosecution. But the Department of Justice, just like they did in the... um, Peter Strzok case, although they did fire Peter Strzok, they have declined to prosecute. And Peter Strzok was pretty high up in the FBI as well. They they probably can't prosecute him either. But they were never going to prosecute James Comey, and they're not going to prosecute him for these FISA applications where he affixed his signature under penalty of perjury two lies that the the uh, steel dossier was verified and legitimate but this guy knows too much about too many people for them to drag him into court in Washington DC i mean he probably knows more about what goes on in that town than j edgar hoover ever knew because he has access to all of the NSA intercepts and all of the um, wiretapping that goes on. But this, uh, to his great credit, again, Michael Horowitz did point out that not only did James Comey violate FBI policies, which they're kind of highlighting over there at F, uh, at uh, CNN and MSNBC. He leaked classified information. That is a violation of the Espionage Act. That's the same act that James Comey uh, exonerated Hillary Clinton for violating. He leaked these documents, classified information, to the news media, lied about it before Congress, and he did it for one purpose, and that was to set off this special counsel investigation so that Rod Rosenstein could bring in 
the former FBI director, Robert Mueller, to launch this two-year witch hunt and cover up the sedition and wrongdoing on behalf of the FBI in the person of James Comey, Andrew McCabe, Peter Strzok, Lisa Page, and the CIA in the, in the person of Jim uh, John Brennan. And it was all about getting Mueller appointed because they had been caught. They had been caught with their pants down. They, uh, they went through this um, spying operation on the political uh, opponents of Barack Obama and Hillary Clinton, <clears throat> thinking that there was no way that uh, Donald Trump was ever going to get elected president. They were going to ingratiate themselves to the new administration. And lo and behold, Donald Trump overcame all of the odds and the American people elected him president. And then the cover-up began. And so if there is going to be any justice in this, uh, I don't believe it's going to involve any of these uh, bad actors, including John Brennan or James Comey, ever going to jail. It's going to be a matter of correcting the history. And it's going to be up to, you know, historians and investigative journalists to set the record straight. Now, I would love to be proven wrong on this. I would love if... When uh, the inspector general released his reports that are said to determine that each and every one of the four FISA applications were in fact perjury before the FISA court, that some of these people, including uh, James Comey and Rod Rosenstein and uh, Sally Yates, who signed the other one? were held to account, but I don't believe it's going to happen. I'd love to be proven wrong, but mark mark my words. They're not going to prosecute anybody. And here is uh, Rudy Giuliani. He's on uh, Laura Ingram's show. Talking about the real wrongdoing that went on here. Yeah, the, leaking, the, leak, the leaking could be more unethical. Than, than illegal. Than, than illegal. Uh, I think there was a conspiracy, however, to frame uh, Trump. I think this was a conspiracy to frame Trump, and I think it goes way the players were? Well, I can't name them yet because they're not identified, but this is a counterintelligence conspiracy that started with feeding information to Papadopoulos and having Papadopoulos regurgitated to Australian ambassador. It involved the Ukraine, it involved Italy, it involved UK, it involved Australia, bare minimum. Who could do that but somebody in the CIA? Comey couldn't actually do that. Comey could know about it. Comey could be part of it. Comey could be a player in it. But there's somebody else who was a brainchild of this. Comey played his part as a liar to the court. And there's no confusion about a crime. There's nothing clearer than you are swearing under penalties of perjury. Name James Comey. Paragraph such and such. Total lie. Go to jail. Um, he's actually tweeted out last night, might have missed this, and he said he's going to keep speaking out against the president. He said, I told a former colleague that I'm tired of being a Trump critic. He responded with encouraging words that apply to all of us. Where you see wrong, inequality, or injustice, speak out, because this is your country. He's right.
keep speaking out. James, oh. James Cardinal. <laughs> that James, is like hilarious. James Cardinal Comey. <laughs> oh my God. James Cardinal Comey. What a phony. And what a total phony. I mean, he, he will have plenty of opportunities, three, four years in a federal prison, writing about all this. And then we can read about all these critics. He'll have a lot of time, a lot of time to reflect. Explain for the you viewers. You don't get to commit perjury and get away with Ex- it. Not if you put people in jail for perjury. And not if you put people but in jail for But explain for our viewers, statement cases. Rudy. About- and put people in jail, James Comey and his mentor, Robert Mueller, did. They convicted George Papadopoulos and left a uh, conviction on his record. They're set to put General Michael Flynn, who served this country honorably for 30 years, they're set to put him in jail. They sent Paul Manafort to jail for crimes that were over a decade old that had already been looked at by the Department of Justice and declined prosecution. And they're set to try to send Roger Stone to jail after conducting that outrageous SWAT raid on a old man who had never committed any sort of violent crime in his life. And, of course, there's there's a half a dozen other people that they have put in jail. Maria Butina. Um, it doesn't end there. And this is the double standard. One rule for the little people, one rule for the swamp creatures. And I don't believe Andrew McCabe is going to be prosecuted either. Now, maybe they'll send Peter Strzok to jail. He's a small fry. Occasionally, they like to throw somebody to the wolves to try to satisfy them. But right after uh, this decision was handed down by the Department of Justice not to prosecute James Comey, James Comey took back to Twitter and did a victory lap. He said, and to all those people who have spent two years talking about me going to jail or being a liar and a leaker, ask yourselves, why did you trust the people who gave you bad info for so long, including the president? Now, that is an exercise in public relations because, in fact, the Department of Justice, uh, the uh, Inspector General's report confirmed that Comey was a liar and a leaker. Now, he is apparently not going to jail for that count, and I think he knows he's not ever going to go to jail. Not because he was innocent, because the Inspector General's investigation determined that, in fact, he committed all of these crimes. They tried to sort of soft-pedal it as being violations of FBI policy, but they were crimes indeed. He's not going to jail because of who he is. He's a swamp creature, and swamp creatures don't go to jail when they know where all the bodies are buried. And one thing that's uh, for certain after all of this that cannot be denied is that Donald Trump was entirely correct in firing James Comey. James Comey was a a menace to law enforcement. You cannot have the top law enforcement officer in the land as corrupt and politically partisan as James Comey was. He committed sedition. He violated his oath of office. He he, uh, violated the Espionage Act. 
And there's a lot of people that are holding out hope. Hope against hope that at some point, James Comey and these other swamp creatures, including, oh God, let it be, be so, John Brennan, have to answer for their crimes. And Joe DeGeneva is, uh, is telling us that, yes, in fact, that is going to happen. I can, I can report categorically that the inspector general has found that all four FISA warrants were illegal. They were based on false information supplied to the FISA court. And that Michael uh, Horowitz has concluded that all four FISA warrants were illegal from the get-go, which means that Comey lied on the first one. Whoever signed the other three, including Rod Rosenstein, the masterful savant who ran the department like the fool that he was for two and a half years, they were all false. And if they didn't know they were false, they were so incompetent and stupid. Of course, Rosenstein was just trying to pass the buck because all he could think about was his next job, which he hoped would be a circuit judgeship. That was the same Rod Rosenstein that offered to wear a wire in the furtherance of framing the the incoming president of the United States. Now, I'm going to get a little bit uh, conspiratorial with you now. Because I uh, suspect, I haven't really made up my mind on this, but I suspect that Bob Barr, Bill Barr, I'm sorry, not Bob Barr, the former Georgia congressman, but Bill Barr, may be part of this whole effort to smooth all of this over, let everybody walk, and uh, try to restore order and the the credibility of the FBI and the Department of Justice and maybe even by extension the CIA. Everybody's saying that Bill Barr is going to get to the bottom of this and now that he's appointed this John Durham that uh, that they're going to restore the law, the rule of law. I think what they're going to do is restore the equilibrium in Washington, D.C. Let's face it. If Robert Mueller had wanted to, he could have framed Donald Trump. He could have come up with some bogus evidence and recommended prosecution, which would have led to impeachment. And he could have uh, he could have done a, a good enough put up job that the uh, Democrats would have uh, circled the blood and the water and the. The Republicans would have run for the hills and they would have impeached Donald Trump. I think what Bill Barr is there to do is to acknowledge, yes, the FBI and the CIA engaged in political um, espionage, surveillance, and they tried to take down the president of the United States. I'm going to come in here. I'm going to sweep all of this under the rug with regard to the FBI and the CIA, and I'm going to defend this president, and we're going to try to get past this terrible episode in American history. I think that might be what Bill Bard's there to do. Remember, when he came on, he kept on Rod Rosenstein. Rod Rosenstein was a part of all of this. He signed the FISA warrants. He offered to wear a wire. 
He sidelined Jeff Sessions. He appointed Robert Mueller. If Bill Barr was not in on the deal, why would he have allowed Rod Rosenstein to stick around? Again, I point out to, to, to further this argument, Bob Mueller could have framed Donald Trump. It would have been one of the most awful episodes in American history where you've got John Brennan and James Comey up there doing uh, surveillance of the opposing political party, trying to frame them and then engineer a coup after the president was elected. I think Bill Barr came out of retirement to try to uh, uh, come in and restore confidence in the Department of Justice and the FBI and allow uh, the the will of the people in the election of Donald Trump at least two years in office. That's my theory. And this is the swamp at work. John Brennan. You know, he's over there. He's a paid consultant for MSNBC, and he couldn't keep his mouth shut. He is at bottom of all of this, and I think that he is being protected in large part because he was the CIA director, and the CIA, you know, they're the spooks. They're sort of untouchable. He's the one that set Felix Sater against the Trump campaign back in November, December 2015. He's the one that set Joseph Mifsud to try to frame Papadopoulos. But this guy is so arrogant and so dim-witted. On Thursday afternoon, after the, uh, the inspector general released his report that was absolutely excoriated James Comey, Brennan fired off an ominous warning to President Trump implying that he would be in a world of hurt after Republican senators can no longer protect him. Brennan, along with Comey, have suggested that President Trump will be indicted after he leaves the White House and that they'll prosecute him. Brennan took to Twitter. He said, Jim Comey is a far more decent, ethical, honest, competent, and patriotic than you could ever hope to be. <laughs> ethical. That's not what the, the, the uh, IG report said. Honest. That is not what the IG report said. The uh, IG report said he lied before Congress. Competent? I don't think many people other than James Brennan would contend that Jim Comey was competent. And patriotic, let me tell you, patriots don't violate their oath of office and undermine our election. He goes on to say it's only because the AG and the Republican senators refuse to put country above party that you are in, that you are not in a world of trouble and hurt. But their protective cocoon is only temporary, really. (laughs) this is a former CIA director making threats to a sitting president of state or president of the United States. 
the deep state Democrat media complex was emboldened today when the DOJ declined to prosecute James Comey, despite the fact that the IG report said that he leaked and mishandled classified information in in violation of the Espionage Act. So they're telling us that there's going to be another report on these FISA abuses released and that uh, maybe Comey will get it then. I don't believe it's ever going to happen. I'm sorry. And I just want to play this one little clip before we move on to the next topic. This is uh, John F. Kennedy. And he was talking about, this was 1962, secret societies. And I think it has a lot of relevance to what's happened today. The very word secrecy is repugnant in a free and open society. And we are, as a people, inherently and historically opposed to secret society, to secret oaths, and to secret proceedings. For we are opposed around the world by a monolithic and ruthless conspiracy that relies primarily on covet means for expanding its sphere of influence, on infiltration instead of invasion, on subversion instead of elections, on intimidation instead of free choice. It is a system which has conscripted vast human and material resources into the building of a tightly knit, highly efficient machine that combines military, diplomatic, intelligence, economic, scientific, and political operations. Its preparations are concealed, not published. Its mistakes are buried, not headlined. Its dissenters are silenced, not praised. No expenditure is questioned, no rumor is printed, no secret is revealed. That is why the Athenian lawmaker Solon decreed a crime for any citizen to shrink from controversy. But I am asking your help in the tremendous task of informing and alerting the American people. Confident that with your help, man will be what he was born to be, free and independent. Now, obviously, JFK there was talking about the Soviet Union, but could you not apply those same statements and those same observations that he made to the current situation with the globalist government and uh, the surveillance state that uh, that is being operated in Washington, D.C. to this day? I think you can. Mm-mm-mm. We got to run out to a break. Stick with us. Mojo. Millions of people today have no dental insurance. If you're without insurance, do you have a plan to care for your teeth without spending a fortune? Introducing DentalPlans.com. 
How would you like to save 10 to 60% off your next dental visit for as little as $7 a month? We offer trusted dental savings plans from companies like Cigna and Aetna with a 30-day money-back guarantee. Be a part of the 1 million-plus happy smiles served since 1999 that save money when they visit the dentist. You can save on cleanings, dentures, braces, x-rays, fillings, crowns, root canals, and even teeth whitening. Call 800-296-1247 now to start saving immediately. Mention promo code RADIO to receive 15% off any plan. And for a limited time, one month free. Call 800-296-1247. That's 800-296-1247. Fees building only plus a $20 processing fee. Savings plans are not insurance. Savings will vary by provider. Plans of code. Consult with plan detail page for additional plan terms. Not all plans and offers available in all markets. Mojo. I think we could have a 30-minute show just devoted daily to the most recent gaffes of Joe Biden. And the latest one... You know, and I've said before, it's getting kind of sad, and I'm starting to feel a little bad, you know, uh, beating up on this guy because he obviously is, uh, you know, sort of entering his dotage. He he did have uh, brain surgery prior to this, and uh, it shows. You know, last week he had his brain surgeon come out and say, well, he's just as sharp now as he was 31 years ago. When you have your brain surgeon coming out and attesting to your mental acuity, that's not a good thing. But his latest gaffe is something else. He's really based his whole campaign on his eight years as vice president for Barack Obama. He ran for president twice before. He he was and also ran. He was, in his two previous campaigns, uh, very akin to, who would we pick out? Uh, never got out of the uh, low single digits. Um I guess he would be sort of a a, a Beto or a, an Andrew Yang, who got ran out of the uh, the election. But he's uh, he's the front runner now because people are so desperate to beat Donald Trump, and they think, well, maybe the former vice president can do it. Well, he was caught on tape uh, most recently. Now, keep in mind, this man's claim to fame is that he was Barack Obama's president, and he was pushing back against Donald Trump, who said that uh, Barack Obama was responsible for losing the Crimea and not pushing back on Russia at the time. Because they invaded another country and annexed a significant portion of it called Crimea. Right. He's saying that it was President, my boss, it was his fault. He forgot Barack Obama's name, the guy who his whole campaign because they, based on. He's saying that it was President... My boss, he's saying that it was President, my boss, it was his fault. Ah, this is not good. This is not good. We got Bernie and and Liz Warren waiting in the wings. So we're going to end up with a a full-fledged Marxist or just a soft socialist as the Democrat nominee. Well, it looks like another four years for Donald Trump, I'd say. I want to thank you for joining us and invite you back here again tomorrow right here on the Mojo 5 Radio Network for another edition of Right Now with Jim Dawes. We'll talk to you then.
When the weather outside is frightful, the Hyundai Santa Fe is, hmm, what's the word? Delightful. Because it's got available H-Track all-wheel drive to make being out together better. Enter for your chance to win the newly redesigned Santa Fe, packed with all the jingle bells and whistles you need to go dashing through the snow together. To enter, visit Amazon.com slash Hyundai or scan the QR code on specially marked red and green Amazon boxes. No purchase necessary. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. When the weather outside is frightful, the Hyundai Santa Fe is, hmm, what's the word? Delightful. Because it's got available H-Track all-wheel drive to make being out together better. Enter for your chance to win the newly redesigned Santa Fe, packed with all the jingle bells and whistles you need to go dashing through the snow together. To enter, visit Amazon.com slash Hyundai or scan the QR code on specially marked red and green Amazon boxes. No purchase necessary. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details.